I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. I know as a traveler, I am getting some itchy feet. Like I am ready to book my next adventure. But with the current situation, the virus that shall not be named, uh, we're not sure what travel looks like right now. Um, So today we're really happy to bring on our first guest, Ken Nickerson, who is the Senior Sales Manager from Trafalgar, Cost Saver, Brendan Vacations, to chat about what travel is going to look like in the year to come. Awesome. We are super pumped to have our first guest. I feel like we're so professional having Ooh. a guest. Wow. <laughs> Ken, before we dive in, what I kind of wanted to do is, can you just tell us a little bit about you? So your background, your role at Trafalgar, and maybe even a bit about Trafalgar for our listeners who aren't familiar. Uh, absolutely. I am in my 25th year in the travel industry. I started out as a travel agent, uh, first initially selling corporate travel and then into leisure. Did that for eight years and I I enjoyed it, but I was ready for a change. So an opportunity came up to work for Air Transat, Transat Holidays, selling the Caribbean and also started, we started selling Europe. And that just whetted my appetite. I, as a kid, I went on a school trip to London, England, fell in love with Europe And when the opportunity came up to work as the sales manager for Trafalgar, I jumped at it. And I've been uh, 12 years, I'm in my 12th year with the company. uh, And it has been an epic journey, to say the least, um, working for them. It's uh, Trafalgar, just to give you a bit of a background on the company itself, Cost Saver and Brendan Vacations. We are owned by the Travel Corporation, which is a family-owned and operated business. It is owned by the Tolman family. They are originally from South Africa. The family itself, our chairman, is 90 years young, just recently. Still very active. Yeah, still active on a day-to-day basis. His son is the CEO, uh, Brett Tolman. He runs the organization. And his nephew, and Stanley's nephew, Gavin, is my CEO for Trafalgar Cossie for Brendan Brand. Uh, So we do guided holidays, vacations. We used to call it coach touring. We kind of got away from it because it brings a bit of negative connotation sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, although we're actually kind of sneaking it back into our lingo, uh, where, where we like to say we tour differently. Uh, so it's been an evolution for the last, well, yeah, I guess, 11 years uh, we, where we have changed really what we do and how we do it. It's now more about guest interaction, spending more time, seeing all the iconic sites of the world, but making sure we go off the beaten track and we're really becoming about sustainability and making sure that we give back to communities. And, and we're trying to, with over tourism being an issue and a lot of the major centers, we're trying to get, you know, we still do what we need to, but then let's go out into the countryside. Let's go to the smaller villages and support mom and pop businesses. We're really working on more farm to table meals. So it's a, it's a really a different experience from when I started 12 years ago, to say the least, with the company. Right. Oh, I love that evolution. And that's actually for me how my travel or at mine and Peter's travel has evolved as well. Mm-hmm. Not as much sort of big cities. We see them when we can, but it's not the main focus of our itinerary. We sort of love the smaller places, getting out into nature, sort of giving back to the actual place you're in that maybe not everybody's going. So I love that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's been a great change for us. It's, uh, it's something that I'm I'm very proud of. And the reason I've lasted 
as long as I have with the company. Definitely. So Ken, what have you been doing during all this pandemic craziness this year? Yeah, it's uh, certainly my world was flipped upside down. I arrived home from New Brunswick on March 10th. And then on March 12th, um, we got the call to stop traveling, stay home and try to work in that respect. Um, And then shortly after, of course, everything went into shutdown. So it's been a bit of a different summer for me. I have remained working full time with the company, um, keeping in touch with my travel agent partners. Once everything was suspended, people's investments became future travel credits. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that everyone understood the you know, what what that meant and how they can utilize it and use it going forward, and really being supportive of my travel agent partners. Uh, on a personal level, it's been uh, again different. I'm not used to spending more than five nights on, in my own house or in my bed. And today, uh, I'm I'm it's I'm great. I like I just I want a hotel bed again. <laughs> <laughs> we all have itchy feet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it, definitely. I I'm so ready to get back out and explore. Um, I I'm very lucky. My little sister has a food truck, so I've been assisting her as well. So that's kept me busy and it's helped me to stay connected to people. Uh, I think my plants are even upset with me because they're dying on me. So (laughs) (laughs) I think they're ready for me to get out of the house as well. No, that that makes sense. So have you traveled like at all since March or have you sort of kept close to your house? Um, I've stayed close to home. Yeah. uh, It's uh, for the most part, I'm ready to go and I'm not afraid to travel but more of the necessity to be connected um, to my laptop for work purposes has sort of kept me grounded a little bit more. Um, Also, I wasn't sure if I would have a job, you know, come September. Uh, Thankfully, the government has been supporting our our, our wages and helping us to stay afloat. Right. But now that I know that I am more secure, I mean, we're never sure of it, but I'm now ready to invest some money in travel, whereas before I was just really trying to be cautious and not overspend and make sure I took enough away that, you know, if there was a pay cut or or something coming up down the road that I'm ready for it. So uh, that's the only reason why I haven't really been far or doing much as well. Can I just say as a personal finance blogger, I love that answer. <laughs> it just makes my heart happy when people save for the future. <laughs> it's well in but our um the president of the Travel Corporation Canada was very open with us and he has been they've been such a great support system I have to say our, our executive. Uh, but he said, I can't promise you anything. So please nope. don't put in, in any pools. Don't <laughs> you know, make any major <laughs> investments. Yeah. So now that I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable, I have to say, and I'm ready to, to, to just get out there. And I miss people. I, mm-hmm. I, I, my job, I miss my travel agent partners and friends. They're friends really now after all these years of, of seeing them. So yeah, it's, it's, it's time for me to, to get out and do more and, and explore. And after listening to your podcasts, uh, I, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I need to go, especially <laughs> the cider distilleries and stuff. I love uh, Me too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And in a typical year, what we thought was normal, because what does that even mean now? Um, by September in a regular year, essentially, how much would you have traveled by now? Like how many nights sort of January to September of a typical year would you have been gone already? Oh, goodness. I can tell you I'm out of my home over half a year. So I spend over 100, I would say about 170 nights in hotels overall. 
because I do travel all over. In the past, I would travel all over Atlantic Canada, visiting my travel agent partners. But then I would also travel on our trips as well, which would usually be two to four trips a year. Um, so it's yeah, it's it, I would travel a lot. I yeah. you know, I have elite status with Air Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yes. I love the Maple Leaf Lounge. I must admit. <laughs> uh, I got passes for the Maple Leaf Lounge for our trip that got canceled, and I'm so bummed that I did not get to experience the Maple Leaf Lounge. <laughs> I was really pumped for that. <laughs> Maybe your day will come. Oh, God. Yeah, I hope so. So going forward into 2021, is travel even possible? It, it is possible. Um, to say it isn't would be wrong. We can travel. Um, the, I think the biggest issue is once you leave a, a zone, for example, for us here in Atlantic Canada the, with the Atlantic bubble, once you leave the bubble, come back in, you have to self-isolate for 14 days. And most people can't do that. Right. Uh, we have suspended operations until the end of November. But hopefully we'll um, be able to start start soon. Canadians are welcome in many countries. We're very fortunate because we our, our governments have handled the pandemic exceptionally well compared to other countries. So because of that, the measures they've taken, we are being welcomed in, in Europe and places um, where, where we can certainly travel uh, as well. And we can go in, you can fly, even though the borders close between Canada and the U.S., you can fly into the U.S., can't yeah. drive across, but you can fly in. So Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that the flights are still an option. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go there, but it is an option. <laughs> <laughs> it is an option. So if you are dreaming of spending the winter in Florida, Hopefully things will be calm by then. Uh, you certainly can do that. It, it, it is possible, to say the least. But again, we're very fortunate the Canadians are welcome into many countries, Ireland, the UK, uh, Greece. And in Greece, there are no restrictions placed on Canadians either. So it's certainly, it is doable. Well, that sort of leads really well into my next question. So in, in yours or, or even Trafalgar's opinion as a whole, like what destinations if people are itching and for some reason are lucky enough to be able to do that quarantine upon return, what destinations maybe should people be looking at where they can actually go enjoy and enjoy maybe even a semi-regular trip? It's been interesting with the shutdown of 2020, 2021, people are just as Junot said, itchy feet, people want to go. They're ready to get back to exploring the world. We did some surveys, uh, of course, over the summer. 56% of the people have said they do want to go back to Europe and Britain. So it is the number one, des- it is the number one destination for us as a company, but it is also the number one choice for people um, wanting to go. Ireland, England, Scotland are very popular. I th- we always feel comfortable there. I guess it's maybe because there's such a connection to our countries being part of the Commonwealth mm-hmm. um, and the language being easy to to navigate as well. But it's the friendliness, the open spaces. People just seem to feel comfortable, more comfortable there. Having said that, though, Italy is still high on everyone's bucket list globally and is a global des- number one destination for us, I think, from all com- many companies, in fact. So it's, it's we have over 30 some trips that visit. Um, Italy, either in part or in whole. Oh. So if the, I think those will be the main. Italy, the UK, Ireland will definitely be hot, especially for Canadians. The UK and Ireland are such strong sellers for us. And, and hence the reason we're bringing Brendan vacations to Canada. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know it's personally yours is doing Ireland and Scotland, anything in a kilt, your way. We can customize any vacation for any group size, two people right up to 200. So 
Oh, wow. That's good to know. I think it makes sense that people, especially from Atlanta, Canada, want to go to, especially England, because we have direct flights. So if you can, uh, you know, avoid that international, you know, the exchange in the, in another airport, the less time in a <laughs> other airports, I think the better <laughs> at this point. So, but the thing about it is, is it, from the looks of things, when we watch like our travel vloggers on YouTube and stuff, airports are empty. Now would be the time mm-hmm. where I would love to be in an airport. No one's in them. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> it, it is true, and and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, airports have taken great measures and steps, as have airlines, to make it safe as possible to travel. It's probably safer now than ever before, as far as the clean cleaning of aircraft and. Just the whole protocol that's being put in place. I think it's it is a good time to go. I remember traveling um, a month or two months after. Actually, I went ten days after September 11th, and then in November I went uh, took my mom and my sister to Florida. And mom was nervous because we flew through Newark, and I said, "Mom, think about it. It's the safest time to fly because security mm-hmm. was heightened, and it's the same now. It is safe to travel. Um, it's, it's, I think it's the, the fear is." again that coming back and having to just spend the 14 days in self-isolation it's mm-hmm. it does make it challenging um actually rome's airport Gumicino, won an award for its covid protocols that they have put in place oh wow that's good to know <laughs> i was supposed to be there in march <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah. that's> bad. <laughs> So I think one of the most overwhelming things for me when looking ahead at travel is trying to find the information on like entry requirements for other countries. Do you have any like resources of where people can look to find that? Or does Trafalgar have that information anywhere? We do have information on our website um, about our policies that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but also where to direct people to find out that information. And the Government of Canada website is always the best tool to uh, to go to. It'll tell us more about what we expect when you come back or and when you leave. Mm-hmm. But then it's also important, I think, to visit websites for other countries. So if, it's, if you're planning to travel to Italy, visit the government website, and that will give you more up-to-date information. Because as we know, with this pandemic, things change on a dime. You, yeah. you just think you've got it figured out. And and then all of a sudden, everything changes. So it's it's always best, I think, to check directly with government websites to find that information. It really will give you the most up-to-date, the most yeah. current. We, we try to keep up, and we do as best we can. But uh, with our operations teams watching everything, and people can certainly reach out to us, and we, we share whatever information we have been able to get uh, as well. Perfect. Yeah, I think the trick is to check not just like, three months before your trip, but also uh, ongoingly because things do change like so fast. Absolutely. It can change in a day. So it's important that people do stay on top of what's required. Um, Again, some countries, there are no requirements for Canadians. Others, yes, you still have to take a test uh, before you go and just bring proof that you are you test negative and you're good and you're fine, but it's everybody, again, everyone changes their, their minds as time goes on. So it's, it's best to just keep in touch with the government website. Yeah, I completely agree because we are sort of rebooking our Europe trip from 2020 to 2021 and Austria is on our itinerary. And not that long ago, I, I saw a map of where Canadians were accepted and where they weren't. And Austria still wasn't accepting Canadians at that point. So I said, you know, Obviously, it's only September and we still have a long way to go. So we'll 
go forward with those Austrian plans, but we have to keep in mind to be to be flexible. And I think that there's one thing we can take out of this pandemic. It's you have to plan to be flexible. Oh, absolutely. Because we ne- it's true. Everything changes so quickly that yeah. it's, it's flexibility is really the key, especially with, I think you have to be a flexible person to travel in general, because yeah. there are always curveballs that get thrown at us. And yeah. I mean, I, I've been on trips where, you know, the travel director will come up to me and say, Ken, I've got a problem. This is what's happening. We can't make this ferry to France. We have to go to Dover. And you just, you have to be able to change on the fly. And, and that's important for anyone traveling. Yeah, no, and I think that's just a great thing to do in life. So I think we're definitely. <laughs> and I think that that's really key as well. I completely agree when traveling. Now, our next question was sort of about the airlines. We've touched on it a little bit. So obviously, I think we all know that, you know, masks are going to be something to expect extra cleaning. Um, is there anything else besides that that we haven't touched on that maybe we should keep in mind in terms of maybe arriving even a little earlier than we were already doing? Like, what do you what do you sort of think in regards to airlines? Exactly. And I think you're right. Arrive early. That is always the key, uh, especially now with the processing being handled differently, uh, making sure that you are giving yourself lots of time at the airport just to go through the steps that are required as you can imagine, going through security now and screening, they'll have to be extra careful themselves because they're touching your things maybe when they're doing it, they have to do a search. So it's important that you give yourself more time, keep an eye on the flight times, double check, make sure there haven't been any last minute changes to your itinerary. Uh, I think it's great. That's one of the great things about companies like ours or travel agent is the notifications. I think the airlines are getting better communicating in general with changes, but uh, they can happen fairly quick. So just make sure you recheck uh, your your flight times, the on-time status. And I, I think the big key, as you mentioned, Megan, is be early. It just, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You touched that Trafalgar is uh, start hopefully starting up travel again in November. So what are they going to be offering then? And do you see that like expanding? Are they offering like a limited selection um, at first and then kind of expanding as time goes on? Well, how our program works, because we do travel year round. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an autumn, winter and spring program that starts, would start normally late October, mid to late October and run through till April until April. So that's a limited series of trips that we do operate in Europe. Um, So we will hopefully be able to start up that whole program. Right now, the plan is uh, to just maintain our 300 plus trips that we offer worldwide. Um, And as I mentioned, we are bringing Brendan vacations to Canada. So we're actually stepping up. (laughs) We're not backing down. And it's, uh, we've got such great leadership in the Tolman family that They've worked really hard to make sure that we're ready to go. And what we wanted to do to make people comfortable with traveling, and we feel that our category of travel being on coach will be popular because people will be know that they're looked after. So we've worked hard at building what we call worry-free travel. We've actually, um, we're the first in the industry to do uh, any type of travel. We are introducing a well-being director. So on any trip, we have 20 guests or more traveling with us. We will have an additional person. So we have a travel director, our professional drivers, and now we will have a wellness director who will work with all of our companies, our business partners, the places we visit, dine, to ensure that they are meeting all the protocols that are set forward as well. So that's going to be a game changer for us. And it will hopefully give people comfort to know that not only are we looking after all the details, 
but they can sit back, relax, and know that we will look after all of those concerns. They can just enjoy the journey and not have to stress about it. Um, distancing and hygiene protocols are being met. We will reduce the number of guests on coach. Normally, our coach will carry 48. We're reducing it to 30 on some trips, even 26. So that's a big step for us as well. Um, the travel directors have all been trained. I've actually, I did the training that they've gone through. It's remarkable the the amount. I mean, their skill set is mind-blowing to start with. And now with training that they've been given on, on all of the hygiene and protocols and distancing protocols. And it's physical distancing, not social distancing. The social doesn't hurt you. It's, it's, <laughs> right. all, about, it's all about distance, not social. Right. Um, so yeah, so we've, we've stepped up, our, of course, the cleaning on the coaches and sanitizing the handles of our the luggages that's handled. The travel directors will have masks and, and stuff on hand as well as hand sanitizer. We encourage people to bring their own. Um, because the ones we will have will be disposable and we're really, the company is all about sustainability. So we wanted to limit the amount of waste we're creating as well. And we have a 24-7 operations team around the globe ready to jump into action if any need be. And incident reporting will happen immediately. If one of our guests aren't feeling well, they'll be taken and checked if, it, if there are COVID symptoms. And somebody will be with them, but it will take care of them every step of the way. So they'll be well looked after. Um, and even when it comes to investing your money, um, we have a worry-free deposit now. It's a $99 flex deposit, which means okay. if you pay your $99 to book your date for next year, and within 30 days, you decide, you know, I think I've jumped the gun here. I'm not ready. Fully refundable. Um, deposits are never lost with Trafalgar, Cosaver, or Brendan. It's always a credit that sits there for you to use going forward. Uh, and as well, right up until 30 days before departure, if you decide, you know, biking in Italy, I would rather go to Ireland, we can make changes. So they have oh, up wow. to 30 days to make changes as well. So we really want people to feel safe and we want them to know that they don't have to worry uh, about their investment. Our company is very solid. It's privately owned. And Brett Tolman, our CEO, actually published on our website a letter to reassure people when they're investing their funds within the travel corporation that we have we have money we're, we're, and we have no debt. So it's, uh, it's, it's it really all about making people feel comfortable. Yeah, I think that's going to be really key going yeah. forward. Um, yeah, because it's scary right now to kind of put your money into something if you're not sure it's going to happen. and the fact that you can just be like, oh, Italy's sketchy. Let's hop over and do something else. Like you still get that vacation. It's just not maybe exactly what you thought it was going to be in the beginning, but at least you get something. Flexibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's such a pop. I love that word. I just love that word flexibility. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, honestly, you know what I took away from that and you know, kudos to Trafalgar for all of those things that they've come up with in terms of trying to make travel as fierce, feel safe going forward. But what I also took away from that is a little bit of hope. I think we've also <laughs> sort of like lived for six or seven months at this point and so much uncertainty and, and you know, travel isn't the top of people's mind. And if they have bigger problems, I completely understand. But it, it, if it is something that you do enjoy doing and you really do miss, it, it hangs over you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think to even feel hopeful that you know what, we can still travel while being safe and doing X, Y, and Z. I, that that definitely makes me feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's our goal, to instill in people that that sense of comfort and, and knowing that they can still get out there and see the world and, 
and it's certainly certainly there to be taken. And I, I can't, I can't, I know I cannot wait. I was supposed yeah. to have been in Scotland in April, oh. Colombia in March, uh, and neither trip, of course, happened. So, but it is what it is. Scotland will be there. Colombia will be there. I'll get there one day. I'm yeah. determined. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So speaking sort of of the future, maybe the next six months or so, um, do you have any advice for people who are contemplating travel? Absolutely. I would say start looking, start dreaming. I, I think that's one of the most important things we can do. I mean, I know myself in, by July, I started to sink into a bit of a depression. I didn't realize yeah. that at first until I was talk, uh, was visiting with a friend and she and I were talking about the just that level of heaviness and that anxiety yes. that we were feeling. And I'm not, um, I mean, Megan, I've known you for a long time. I'm not, a, not normally a down person. I'm yeah. pretty upbeat. Uh, but I noticed it was sneaking into my psyche. And part of it was, I was like, I didn't get to do, I didn't get to do. So it's like, nope, stop, whoa, park that mentality, start dreaming, start planning, because we will travel, it will happen, and things will get back to some sort of a norm, new normal, whatever that may be, or what it looks right. like. But it will happen, it will come, we just need to keep looking forward. Um, we've you know, we've put deals in place for people that do want to travel. Um, we have our restart travel offers, um, our past guests save money as well. But I think the most important thing is knowing that their investment is safe. Um, deposits are paid, as I mentioned earlier, if not, it never disappears. We don't keep it and say, sorry, you're not going, you don't get it back. It always <laughs> Too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's always there to be used in the future. Um, which I think was, a, again, another game changer for the company when we, when we moved in that direction. But uh, I, yeah, I just think people should start looking, start dreaming, start planning. Um, and it'll come, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what we've been doing too. Like I said, we rebooked our flights for next summer. We've booked a few places to stay. And on the weekend, we're just sort of parsing it in whenever we're having like a moment of like, we really want to go somewhere. We're like, well, let's book another spot on our trip. And on the weekend, we just booked our car for the time that we'll be in Europe next year. And even that, even though it's like, like what, I guess like nine months away at this point, it still gives you that feeling, like I said, of hope. And I can understand exactly what you mean by the level of heaviness. And I think so many people, A, maybe are still feeling it or have felt it during this point. And I'm also a really positive person, but everybody has their days where it was just, it was too much and uncertainty for so long. It can get into your psyche, like you've mentioned. So I love that. Just like sort of start dreaming and planning, even if you're just writing it in a journal of this is what I'd like to do. And maybe these are some stops. Like it, it sort of just gets those juices flowing that life will maybe come back to normal or whatever that means. Absolutely. And, and when they visit the website, we have a lot of social media um, followers uh, that share their past experiences. We've also filmed a a bunch of videos from our, we have a program called Be My Guest. So it's connect with locals where we meet local families and dine with them, spend time with them, get to learn about their family homes and businesses. So they've shot some videos, you know, telling people how much they missed Trafalgar guests and they can't wait for you to come back and visit them in their homes. It's, it's really inspiring and it's fun. There's cooking lessons from Chef Libro, from uh, Florence, outside of Florence, and uh, building Machiavelli, one of his beautiful homes that he lives in. So it's uh, it's really inspiring, and I think it will get people's uh, travel juices flowing, and they'll really get back to it. All right. Any final thoughts on travel for 2021, Ken? 
I think one of the other trends that we are seeing and people are talking about is, you know, maybe traveling within our own country in Canada. And we do have quite a lineup of trips that we do offer for people to explore. Um, so what we do well all over the world, we do it right here at home and we call it the near, not far series. So we really want people to get out and explore and take in the beautiful Canadian Rockies, maybe, or travel throughout Ontario, Quebec. And one of the top selling Canadian trips is enchanting Canadian Maritimes. Aww. So I love it. I, my, my chest swells every time I hear that. Yeah. And we also did a new trip to Newfoundland Labrador uh, last for this year didn't happen, but it was almost outpacing enchanting maritimes wow. so we do have incredible itineraries that people can travel here getting to the great outdoors uh, we added trips in manitoba this year so they can go in january and see the polar bears up in churchill oh, wow. um, stay in the tundra buggy hotel as we travel over the tundra wow. and a hotel that moves so so great oper operations there and with with our trips too we include what we call make a difference uh, these are initiatives that support uh, charities, it supports people trying to do right by animals. Um, we took a stance a few years ago where we eliminated any experience that was not acceptable by all of the world uh, animal organizations. So we've had everything that's been vetted and approved to make sure. So you'll never ride an elephant on a Trafalgar trip Amazing. or a cost yeah. saver. It's just not Tolman family DNA. So we really work hard to make sure that we, we do that. One of the other great initiatives that we've put in place uh, for the autumn, winter, and spring program, but we are going to continue, it looks like, into next summer as well, are private tours. So if you have 10 to 30 people or uh, you want your own coach, you can do so. So it's something that uh, will allow people to travel within their own comfort level and their, mm -hmm. their own bubble. Oh, for example, so if they look at an itinerary and they um, have a group of people that want to travel together, but they just don't want to take a chance of getting on a coach with someone who they don't know is healthy. All guests, though, must um, uh, answer a questionnaire before they come on board with us and prove right. that they have uh, that they are healthy mm -hmm. or they won't be allowed to travel. We just won't accept them on board. Right. Uh, but, yeah, with these private tours, it's great. So they'll have their own um, travel director, their own drivers. Um, again, on 20 coaches with 20 or more, there will be the, the wellness director. Um, there is some surcharges to do that, of course, because we still have a big overhead on, right. on, on board. But it is an option that is available. So and then we're quite certain it will continue on to 2021 summer, our, our major program as well. I think that would be great. And I think that that's a really cool offering, and especially timely, sort of, mm -hmm. for now, if people are comfortable to travel and get out in the world, but still not comfortable enough maybe to go outside of their bubble. And, and everybody sort of has a different tolerance and a different comfort level at this point. And I'm assuming that's going to continue going forward. So that's really great. And I just have to say the animal thing you mentioned sort of speaks to my heart and also the sustainability. Both of those things are such huge um, points of interest and I think are so important right now more than ever. It's it's the it's about our future. So I think that that's incredible. So kudos to you guys at Trafalgar. That's amazing. Well, thank you. And it's a lot of it is just working for these this great family that that own the company and 11 years ago Brett Tolman set out to make change and he started the Treadright Foundation. So treadright.org uh, we'll lead them to the page. And it's where we work to protect the planet, the people, and wildlife. So it's really about becoming carbon neutral. It is about working toward meeting the world 
travel and tourism um, organization that's meeting all their standards. Uh, we've been working with the World Health Organization as well. But they really, it's really, uh, again, it is a family that love what they do. And our chairman spoke to us uh, last two, oh gosh, I guess almost two weeks ago now at the end of our virtual sales and marketing conference. And he's such a passionate young 90-year-old. His, his, <laughs> it's incredible, like his thought process and, and moving forward and the support um, that they've given all of us as staff throughout this crazy time when they could have just said, <laughs> We'll go and lock the doors and, you know, we'll call you back when it's ready. They certainly did not do that. And it was a long time before we actually started to see some layoffs and, and jobs go away. But, um, but yeah, their, their love for the world and the planet and giving back uh, is very, very important. And when you visit our website, you can read about all the wonderful programs that we're involved with. Fabulous. I love that. So really, before we let you go today, if any listeners, and you sort of just talked about the website, but if any listeners are sort of looking to find out more information, where can they find you or where can they find, or where's the best place for them to go in terms of resources for potentially booking all the things that you've mentioned? We love our travel agent partners. We believe that they do such a great job and they can qualify uh, the individuals and, and find out what your needs are and make sure they're met, that you book the right brand and you're traveling in the right travel style. Uh, but our website is also a great tool. We've just launched a new internal system which allows um, anyone to click and not just type chat with one of our contact center staff. They actually can video chat. So cert- certainly join us on the on the website. Sign up for a video chat. We'll book an appointment and have a conversation with with one of our staff members directly. So right. I work with my travel agent partners in my role, but certainly uh, I'm just one of a team in Canada. We call it a tribe where <laughs> we love our tribe members and they're all very well educated and knowledgeable about the programs and the products. And so I would certainly recommend to checking out our website, call us, video chat with us and visit your travel agent. It's certainly the, all three ways will get the answers that you need. Perfect. Jen, anything else from you? I don't think so. I'm just like really excited now to I know something. <laughs> so I have a question for each of you. Yes. What is your, on your bucket list, what would be the number one place in the world if, that you, you just can't live without going to visit or see? Or maybe you've already been there, but which would it be top of your list? Jen, I'll let you go first. Oh, I would say that my like bucket, bucket, bucket list is Easter Island. It just looks so amazing. But also a lot of like Scandinavia is high on my list right now. Um, So I'm really looking forward to diving into that hopefully soon. Um, I'm a big Disney fan. So I'd like to visit all of the Disney uh, parks. So we've been to Disney World in Florida and uh, Disneyland Paris. So we still got a couple more to uh, to check off the bucket list there. Awesome. Um, I'd say for me, so I've already been to Iceland. And if I hadn't been, that would definitely be on my bucket list. But it's probably at this point in my life, my number one trip I've been on so far. Um, we've been to other beautiful places and we're all just like, eh, but it's not Iceland. <laughs> um, but I would say going forward, Scandinavian countries are definitely on our list. And we watch some uh, YouTubers who travel to unique places that we wouldn't have dreamed of going. And 
I mean, Switzerland is very, very high on my list and we hope to and intend to do that next year. But I would say some off the, you know, not map because they're on the map, but (laughs) off sort of the beaten trail um, might be at three different places um, and one sort of in political unrest right now. So might be a while, but is North Macedonia. Um, It's Greece-like, it seems, but without maybe the, the amount of people of Greece. Um, I would say also Serbia, something I never considered, but really looks like a very, very interesting destination. And the other one was, would be, and hopefully in the future and hopefully for the people of that country, things get better, would actually be Belarus. So there's actually some really interesting places that we've discovered just by watching YouTube that we wouldn't have dreamed of that now we're both like, we should go to those places. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And and again, it comes right back to start dreaming, start start watching, and just it, it, all of a sudden things open up that you just didn't expect. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Now I feel like I need to ask you that same question because you've <laughs> traveled much more extensively than Jen and I, Mr. 170 Nights a year. So <laughs> you tell us, is there one place, and I know you mentioned spots you were supposed to go to this year, but what would you say is your bucket list spot? Uh Scotland definitely is a destination that I'm just anxious to visit. Um, I mean, my heritage is mostly English, a little bit of German and uh, Scottish. So I would really love to get to Scotland. I would have to say the two greatest trips of my life were also the biggest surprises of my life because they weren't even on my bucket list. And the first being Japan. Mm. I was blown away by Japan. I fell head over heels in love with the country, the culture, um, it, it just everything. It's cleanliness, it's organization. It's hard to believe being in Tokyo, a city with the population, I'm not sure even the population right now, but having a large population and being at Shibuya Square, which is sort of like their Times Square, uh, watching 2,000 people cross the street mm-hmm. at once. And wow. nobody bumps into you, even with umbrellas. I was shocked. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Um, and I think to the culture there, they're a very accepting culture, very non-judgmental. They, um, they uphold, they, they just worship seniors. It, it's everybody, there's zero unemployment. Everybody has a job. It's, mm-hmm. It was just really a, 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 just an incredible country. But I would have to say, without, it's, I don't even have to think about it, but South Africa, um, I've right. been there twice now and in depth last summer with our top achievers, our top selling travel agent partners. And it was a life-changing experience um, to see a country that struggled so and up until the end of apartheid and how in the 10 years since my first trip to Cape Town, the changes that I've seen and how the shack cities are slowly disappearing and new developments are coming in and, you know, they're going in and educating the black community how to build infrastructure and how to do it and 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 it's just remarkable but it is also one of the most stunningly beautiful countries um uh, as well the people are wonderful but i have to say i I never thought i would enjoy a safari (laughs) i grew up with i mean my dad watched every wildlife show that was on tv and country and westerns um and it just i thought i don't need to go watch animals fight and kill each other in the woods it's just crazy i don't need to do this um, but I did. I went to Kruger National Park and uh, 6 a.m., zero degrees because we were there in, during their winter time. Um, mind you, it was 30 degrees once we got to noon. <laughs> uh, that was, so we were in the back of the, of the Jeeps with our guide driver and 
um, that you, we saw a, a spotted hyena first, but we're driving, and as the sun was coming to the top of the tree line, and it's just this beautiful, gorgeous sky, and all of a sudden, he just stopped, and he said, to your right, and I saw my first giraffe. And to this day, it just, it sends goosebumps up and down my spine. Just, it was, yeah, again, it was a life-changing trip for me. It's, um, I mean, I think travel has made me a more tolerant, a more understanding, and a more accepting person. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish everybody could learn from the experiences that I've had, because it certainly has made me I think a better person in a lot of ways, um, even yeah. ways that I didn't even realize. So it's, uh, and that's what South Africa did uh, and Japan. They taught me so much about other cultures that I had no understanding of. And now I would, if my boss picked up the phone and called me tonight and said, can, can you, I would break my neck getting to Halifax International <laughs> <laughs> to get on an aircraft and get back to, well, right now, any destination. Yeah. But with a question. Tokyo uh, or Japan, I should say Japan and uh, and South Africa. Yeah, that's amazing. But I've never loved. I've never not loved someplace I've been. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And and you're so right too about going for tolerance. I think seeing how other people live and how other cultures are, and getting outside of what you think life should look like, and what people should look like, and how people should act. And just actually getting out there and seeing different parts of the world changes your perspective so much. And there's just so much to love about travel. It, it mm-hmm. is just, it's, if people are lucky enough to do it, it is, a, it's a true privilege. Um, and, and I'm always so thankful when I get to go somewhere new. Yep. Same here. Oh, I've had so much fun chatting travel. I love it so much. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Ken, for coming on with us uh, today. We've had a blast. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for inviting me. And it's, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm loving the podcasts. And I, I can't wait to watch more, listen to what, watch them. Uh, <laughs> listen to more of them. Well, thank you, honestly, so much. Much like Jen, I'm super just excited having talked about this and loved hearing all about Trafalgar and all the great things that everyone's doing there at Trafalgar Cross Saber, Brendan. And appreciate the time and and thanks everybody as well for tuning in that's all the time we do have for today um but definitely check out our show notes for some of the spots that ken mentioned and obviously reach out to us on our social media so whether it's instagram or facebook we'd love to hear some feedback on the episode and if you have still any burning travel questions maybe ken will be so nice and we can send those off to him to get some answers if you need them Mm -hmm. absolutely anytime great well thanks so much everybody take care thank you so much ken You're welcome. Bye, ladies. Bye. P.S. everyone, our next episode will be our 10th. How crazy is that? We're doing a super fun episode that we're really excited about, but we need your help. So we're going to answer your questions. So head on over to Facebook, Instagram, or email us at travelmugpodcast at gmail.com and ask us anything you want. We're an open book. Thanks. We'll chat with you soon.